Welcome to the Morecast, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazine, beautiful lower downtown, Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Um, look, get vaccinated, go down the dairy block. Get vaccinated, enjoy the wine bar. Get vaccinated, get some of that 2017 Cabernet. Very simple. Been talking about these guys for two years. This is uh, one of my favorite places to go in Denver. I don't get paid to talk about them. I just really like them. Go to Blanchard Family Wines and get yourself some of that 2017 Cabernet, some Pinot, some Syrah, some, you know, ba- basically all the wine that you need. they got partnerships with Western Slope Wineries, which obviously all of these local Colorado companies need our help desperately. Get yourself down to Blanchard Family Wines once you're vaccinated. Uh, safe, socially distant outside the dairy block is really, really pretty and really cool place to have a, a get together with some vaccinated friends. Go to the uh, the milk market afterwards, which is really a, a cool place, and just enjoy yourself, have fun, kind of blow off some steam. Uh, things are opening up again, and there's light on the horizon here in the United States. Unfortunately, not India. And uh, hopefully we, India can see the light here soon. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, you can find them at bfwdenver.com, book your virtual wine tasting, order a bottle for delivery, curbside pickup, or uh, shipment. And uh, they ship from their winery in uh, uh, Sonoma County, California. So it's a great place for you to get anything you need. They also got like other things like charcuterie, you know, things that you can pair with your, your wines and stuff like that if you're into it. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanche Family Wines. When you go then in or talk to them or go to between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field right in the middle of the dairy block. When you do that, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? This is the outside cast recorded inside again, because even though it is beautiful outside, there are so many dogs that are barking out there right now uh, that it is just, it was, you would have been annoyed. Uh, you would have been very, very annoyed. Um, so let's just uh, accept that I'm doing this right now, and then next Sunday, hopefully I can have a better recording and you can get to hear the crickets again and the birds. Uh, okay, getting to your questions. First one is from Charles Presley. How far can the Nuggets go in the playoffs as currently constructed? Uh, that's an interesting question because, uh, boy, the Nuggets have had to rejigger this thing on the fly. You know, you're missing Jamal Murray and then Will Barton and Monte Morris. Now, Monte Morris is going to come back, I think, long before uh, Will Barton. He'll change things a bit because he's, you know, he's kind of like Faku Campazo in the sense that he's both small, you know, he doesn't help your size. Uh, Faku has played well in that first unit and then he's a pest. Um, what the Nuggets kind of as currently constructed have done is, uh, they have morphed into a defensive unit. They remind me of the Pistons a little from 2004 and 2005. Um, as currently constructed, they were more like the Lakers of the early 2000s, uh, 
prior to Jamal Murray getting injured. Um, so <laughs> it kind of gives you an idea. Um, this Nuggets team is uh, definitely different than they were three weeks ago when Jamal was still here. And I think they are better for the playoffs because of it. You know, I've said this before. Defense, can you cannot defend your way out of a shooting slump. That's a misnomer. I think Michael Malone probably fully believes that, but that's never been true in the NBA. Uh, defense can keep you in games, definitely. But it, it, it just if, you're, if you can't shoot, you can't shoot. And if you can't score, it's just all the defense in the world, is all, the, all that's going to do is keep it close. Um, so, but with Jokic and Michael Porter Jr., this team has enough of that offense to become this weird amalgamation of, of uh, defense and just enough offense. And you saw them against the Clippers last night deploy different strategies of defense while um, being able to get, you know, 30 points from Nikola Jokic and 25 points from Michael Porter Jr., who chipped in five assists. Um, so, look... <laughs> This team is different, and honestly, if I, I would be lying if I told you I knew how far they could go, but they're in the third seed right now, and look, uh, just coming from me, I don't think getting to the second seed is out of the question, particularly with uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley out with the with Jazz. Just just putting that out there, folks. Just uh, You can come back at me later if I turn out to be completely wrong. All right, thank you for that question, Charles. All right, as I try to pull up Twitter again. All right, uh, next question is from Kinnick and Carver. Um, does a team want does a team want Lakers in the first round, uh, presumably before getting it going, or later rounds? Okay, does the, do the Nuggets want the Lakers in the first round? Um, I said this on Pick Action Roll, uh, uh, Ryan Blackburn's podcast. Um, I don't think it matters. I, whether they get them then or get them later, it's the same mental block. Um, it's the Lakers. Um, and I, I think, I think people kind of get, get twisted themselves into thinking a certain way when they think about these teams, um, and the various hurdles they have to go through. You have to go through a team regardless, particularly if that team is standing in your way of a, of a championship or getting to the finals. Um, and they have to go through the Lakers. It's inevitable that they will have to go through the Lakers. So I don't think it matters. If they get them as, a six, as, a, as the Lakers as a sixth seed, so be it. Um, it's in the first round, or they get them later. It just doesn't matter. It's, to me, it's all equal because it, it's just the same level of mental block regardless of when you play them. So you just play them when you play them. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of one of those situations where you, you can get yourself caught in, in, in finagling and trying to avoid people when in reality – you're going to have to go through someone anyway. And, yeah, the Lakers will probably be less formed in the first round um, because LeBron won't have been uh, 
back with the team for longer than nine games. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think that matters. For the Nuggets, it is it's the Lakers, quote-unquote, the brand. And you just need to play them and get by them. Because as, as, what, 0-7 Owen, Owen in the playoffs against the Lakers? Um, Nuggets would like to change that. So, long story short, I'm just saying it just doesn't matter. All right. Next question. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a DraftKings break first, and then I will get to the final two and a half questions. So, uh, time to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Horse racing fans, it's almost post-time in Kentucky. The horses and jockeys are making their way to the most iconic horse race tracks in the world for this weekend's premier race. Celebrate race day with big hats and even bigger stacks of cash. And that was yesterday, by the way, so uh, uh, this is obviously not going to apply. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to enter the free horse racing pool with $100,000 in prizes up for grabs. That's promo code MHS to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Denver Nuggets uh, question. Actually, I'm going to get the Nuggets question as the last one because I think it's a good one. But uh, two questions came in from uh, my buddy Nate Timmons and my buddy uh, Trey Mitchell. Um, what are some of the greatest band names of all time from Nate Timmons? Um, oh, boy. Uh, Hooba Stank. Um, uh, God, band names. Uh, I Actually, you know, I always thought Genesis was a, was a good band name even though the brand is associated with what they became in the 70s, in the 80s as a kind of an adult contemporary group. Um, but they were, it was always a cool band name. Um, Led Zeppelin was a, definitely a cool band name. Uh, that, that Led Zeppelin could be one of the greatest band names of all time, even though they shorted, shortened uh, L-E-A-D to L-E-D because they didn't think uh, Americans would pronounce it as lead. So... <laughs> That's the history behind that name. Um, who else? Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, that's a very distinctive band name. Very distinctive band name. And everyone knows on the, who listens to CSG I, how much I love the Pumpkins. But that's uh, that's very distinctive and very 90s band name. Uh, you're not you, a band. Well, first of all, you don't see many quote unquote bands anymore. But uh, uh, to represent the '90s, you just don't do not get any more better than things like that. Well, that, and, well, to be quite honest with you, Hoobastank or anything like with the name Verve in it. There was two bands in the '90s named Verve: the Verve Pipe and the Verve. <laughs> it was only in the '90s, folks. Only in the '90s. Um, okay, uh, that probably didn't answer your question, Nate. So I, I apologize, but uh, I. I was, I was racking my brain trying to think of uh, all the bands that I know. And I, for some reason, uh, my Sunday brain is not, uh, not letting me do it. All right, from Trey Mitchell. Trey in Nader. Uh, 
Top five guitar solos. Okay. Uh, number five, I would put The Rover. These are my personal favorites, by the way. My personal top five. The Rover by Led Zeppelin. Great. I mean, I usually don't associate Jimmy Page with great solos uh, because he's very sloppy. But uh, he really hit it on that song, and it's on Physical Graffiti. If anyone wants to check that out, that's a great, great guitar solo. Um, number four, uh, Anthem by uh, Deep Purple, a song that came out in 1968, 69. Um it's a great kind of dissonant guitar solo from Richie Blackmore, who is one of my favorite uh, guitar players of all time. Um, I would check it out. It's a very 60s-sounding song, but get to the solo. Uh, the solo is, is just insane, and it's a very classical solo on electric, electric guitar, but the way he does it is really cool, really cool. I'd definitely check that one out. Um, number three, I would go with Dogs by Pink Floyd. Uh, any Dave Gilmore solo is going to be tasteful and have the right notes and a ton of feel. But Dogs, there's just, he hits that solo in Dogs, which is on the Animals album that came out in 1977. Check that out, because as a guitar solo, that is, that's one of those guitar solos that just fits with a song and what a song is talking about so tremendously, so tremendously. Uh, and it's so beautiful. It's just like, it's like with anything with Dave Gilmore. It just, it just hits it, hits it real, real right. All right. Number two for me is no more tears. Ozzy Osbourne. That's Zach Wilde on the old guitar there. Um, the middle solo, uh, after the hand in the bush, section is uh, I have never it's, the, it's very unique it is a song that this is going to get a little guitar nerdy here the, the song that glides over tempo um, it goes from a kind of a lilting very slow kind of uh, almost anthemic uh, theme and then the drums come in, dun 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 dun, and it just the, the the guitar solo rises with the drums, and it's very unique. You do not hear that with guitar solos very much. It's usually it is soloing over the same rhythm, and uh, to me that's a, that that was absolutely unique in the uh, catalog of of Ozzy Osbourne specifically. And uh, it's very unique in the annals of what was early 90s uh, rock music. And number one is Tornado of Souls by Megadeth, one Marty Friedman on guitar. Uh, If you haven't heard this, like if you're not into metal, fine. And I understand not liking Megadeth because of Dave Mustaine's voice. I get it. Um... But listen to Tornado of Souls and listen to the guitar solo in that. I have never uh, in my life heard a uh, guitar solo encompass the feeling of a natural disaster. <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like a tornado. Uh, and it is, it is so perfect. Um, you probably will not be able to find 
a better guitar solo uh, in a metal song than Tornado of Souls. There are a lot of people who would, I mean, I can't put Kirk Hammett in any of those things because he just does, it's a lot of wah-wah, it's a lot of that. I, I just, I, I don't do that. But um, Marty Friedman, very underrated guitar player. Check out his uh, uh, song Night from uh, the album Scenes from like the early 90s. I think that came out in 92 or early 92. Uh, great instrumental song. Um, Marty Friedman, very underrated guitar player. All right. Hope that helped people. I've, obviously, there's some honorable mentions with uh, Crossroads by uh, The Cream. Um, anything Jimi Hendrix. Uh, eruption of uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, just there's a whole bunch out there but those are my personal favorite uh, guitar solos alright final question and this is Nuggets related it's from Peter Martin and he asked what do you think of Aaron Gordon's fit so far does he need to be more aggressive or is he doing exactly what the Nuggets need since they keep winning uh, I <sighs> He is doing exactly what they want him to do, but he's doing what he needs to do. Um, his, his, this has come at a great sacrifice of his numbers, uh, offensive numbers, which unfortunately is how you get paid in the NBA. You get paid by what you do on offense more than what you do on defense. It is it is hard to quantify defense because it is a team activity and individual defenders tend to get affected by what the team does around them. Uh, but this Nuggets team really needs Gordon to do what he's doing right now, which is, uh, as a friend of mine said last night, clamps. And he can be clamps. Um, he, is, he is one of those guys that um, you put on an individual offensive player and he limits their ability to make shots. He's very good. He's very thick, as I've pointed out many times on Twitter. Uh, he is, he's got the, the body to, to, really bot, to really interfere with defensive wings, or excuse me, offensive wings. Um, Michael Porter Jr. ended up on... Uh, Brandon Ingram in the last game, but I think I think Gordon could have handled him just well if he wasn't guarding Zion Williamson. He's that good. He's doing what he sh- should be doing right now, and his uh, and he needs to get more lobs. I will say that. That's if, if going forward, the only thing I could say about Gordon is that he really needs to get more lobs. Um, uh, there is just there is just no. Uh, if he can get enough space, he will get up there and get it. And I think that's a, that's a weapon the Nuggets can get to to break them out of offensive slumps. And that is where I think they could expand his offensive use. Um, obviously, they've gone away from him in the post a lot. Um, they have kind of abandoned that stream of thought for more of the perimeter. And then really the, Mike, the MPJ and Jokic two-man game. Uh, but they can get that better by get, getting him more lobs. And uh, I think that is where he can start cleaning up on the offensive end. One last question here, and thank you, Peter, for that uh, that uh, question. One last question here from Josh Dover. You all know Josh Dover from Altitude Radio. 
Uh, do you like to mix mayo and ketchup from Chick-fil-A to dip your fries in? Look, I've never done that. I've never mixed mayo and ketchup. I, I, I don't like, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way, I don't like ketchup. Uh, unless it's like specifically just to dip, dip um, some McDonald's fries in, but I never, rarely do that. Ketchup makes everything taste like ketchup. Uh, you're not actually adding any accompanying flavor with ketchup. It is like you dip something in ketchup. That's just all you're doing is using what you're dipping in as a vessel to taste the ketchup. And I've never ever done mayo mixed with uh, mayo mixed with ketchup. Never. I, I just that's not something that I, I I have done. I will leave that to others to comment on that. And I know that's avoiding your question there. Plus, I don't go into Chick Fil A because you know screw those homophobic bastards. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining me on the latest CSG, the latest outside cast recorded inside again this week. I'll be back next week with another one of these, and I will be back hopefully, maybe not Tuesday. I get vaccinated uh, Tuesday. Uh, that's my second vaccination. And as we all know, there could be side effects. So I may not be recording another one till Thursday. Uh, I will try to sneak one in tomorrow, uh, Monday. Uh, I may do this, but, uh, if I'm not able to do that, I will, uh, I may, if I'm still feeling all right, I may be able to, uh, get one in on Tuesday. But anyway, thank you all for joining me on the latest outside cast. I'll be talking to you soon.